Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of you Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Tustall, meme stonk trader Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know, but we figured out not everything. Mm. And he is, uh, even I disagree with him sometimes, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. How's it going? It's going pretty good today, man. It's been a it's been quite a busy day in the old stock market all day. I can so, hear your uh, computer. Yeah, it's kind of making some noise. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll close out Thinkorswim over here. It's getting a little bit overheated. No, it's okay. I like it. We'll just get it out of here. Sounds like we'll a, just get it out. Almost a plane. Yeah, it's like a plane off. taking off kind of thing. It's talking to me. All right. <laughs> so this is the Good Morning Liberty podcast where we talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. If you have not done it yet, make sure you smash that subscribe button, hit that follow button. Make sure that you get a new episode sent directly to your phone every day of the week. And if you are interested in trading some stonks, I'm going to tell you at the front of the podcast again to go to mastermystonks.com and watch me. But this is not an ad. This is not an ad. Okay, but a lot of people that follow us, that follow the podcast, actually, we've only ever advertised to the podcast. Uh, a lot of people that follow the podcast are watch me every morning and Charlie's in there too, but you don't do video. And we talk about the pre-market. We do some live trading. We have a Discord where we're updating stuff all day. So if you are interested, go to mastermystonks.com. Use the promo code SAVE20 to save 20% off the first two months. Use that glassy. And also, like, if people are always are like, oh, how do I take advantage of these opportunities? Well... You gotta, you gotta, gotta be understand there. what the opportunity is to, yep. to be there. You can't do it if you don't mm-hmm. do it. You know that's what mm-hmm. they always that's said. Right. That's, so the that's right. The big news today, which there wasn't actually a lot of big revelations that came from it, really, because a lot of it was redacted. But uh, there were thirty two hundred emails released from Sir Anthony Fauci, Doctor Anthony Fauci, mm. his emails over the course of the pandemic, and. You know, there's been some stuff that the conservative outlets are running with. And Did he talk to Hillary at all in those emails? Those were those were bleached out. Those were gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are no longer available for viewing. So there's been stuff that a lot of right-leaning people have ran with. And to me, it wasn't really any big revelations that we didn't already know. There's stuff that the left wing is going with, which is, has been a hilarious take on the whole thing. Uh, but the only things we really found out so far was... It was brought up early in the pandemic to Fauci that the virus was not looking or acting like it was natural. Uh, that, that was brought up as early as January, it looks like. Uh, someone from the Wuhan lab did thank him for, for stomping down the conspiracy theories about it being a lab leak uh, as early as February, I believe, was thanking him for saying that that wasn't the case. Um, Fauci also had an email saying that uh, retail face masks were not effective at protecting people from the virus, which is already stuff that we knew. It, basically, he said the only thing they did was stop you from expelling large droplets, but that if the droplets were in the air, that the mask could not stop the virus from getting through because the virus was too small. Just things that we really already knew. I haven't seen a lot of stuff that we didn't already know. And also what's interesting, depending on where you get your news from, the spin yeah. that they take on it, like oh, from CNN... It's what Fauci's emails reveal. And they start out by saying, despite a grueling schedule helping to shape the U.S. government's response to the coronavirus crisis, Dr. Anthony and his, and his benevolent 
you know, just dear sweetheart found spare moments to respond to emailed medical queries, even when they came from complete strangers. What a nice, what a guy, man, what a guy. That is what all he's the, a guy. that's a guy. <laughs> that's a guy. If I ever look, saw it. Yeah. He's that's a guy. The thing I've noticed, yeah, from the left is they're going with the, the emails show just how hard it was and how much pressure was on one man during the beginning hours of the pandemic and here he was tired and he wasn't getting much sleep but it's all trump's fault yeah yeah <laughs> it was just really funny that that's what they went with and then you go to like zero hedge and they're like fauci admitted to to stomping down conspiracy theories about wuhan lab leak theory and, and all that kind and of fox stuff, so. news is uh we don't trust american scientists mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, i saw that too just, so like i said just nothing Nothing mind-blowing or life-changing yet, although there are a lot of emails that are just a bunch of black lines because you can't read them because they were all redacted. So what's in those? I don't know. Mm, I don't well, know. Conspiracy. The emails, probably. by the way, were obtained by Newsweek and the Washington Post, I believe, through a Freedom of Information Act request. So it's not that they were stolen off someone's server or anything like that. These were prepared and sent out through a Freedom of Information Act request so that, that's, and what that's why there's a lot of things redacted because mm-hmm. somebody went through there and it's like mm, security Se- security 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 could you imagine me that person to black everything out <laughs> probably got a software yeah for we it. don't want to send this out there keywords yeah. just stuff like that okay so anyway we'll get on to some of the actual news from the daily wire thanks ben abbott this is texas's governor Greg Abbott is going to dock the pay of Texas Democrats who walked out to block the GOP voting rights bill. So what happened, if you didn't see it, I believe this was a couple days ago, they were supposed to have this big vote on a restrictive voting rights bill that was just meant to I stop saw, people from voting. I saw Kamala voting. Harris tweet yeah. out about it. Now, we need to pass the the Right to Vote Act or whatever, mm-hmm. the, the Pro-People Act. For the People Act. Yeah, for the people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Morgan and Morgan and Morgan. So for the people. Uh, so <laughs> by the they, way, that law firm's everywhere. Oh, I yeah. saw billboards for them. Yeah. Um, down in Florida. So you know how many actual was, court cases they do? Uh, like none. Uh, I mean, I'm, well, uh, court cases. <laughs> well, yes, cases, but trial. yeah, trial. Sorry. Yeah, they go to like no trial. By yeah. the way. Also, that got me thinking real quick. Sorry. <laughs> but they have all these catchy billboards, and I really thought I was going to talk to you. I think Bernie Lies would do well on a billboard. I I think you're right about that. Just a nice picture of Bernie that says Bernie Lies. Huh. You know, with that, like... You want to buy some billboards? Cloudy face, you know, that little... Yeah. Like, it looks dangerous. Mm-hmm. And Bernie lies. I it feel could like be that one of his crazy faces. Traffic. I saw so many Jesus billboards, I almost uh, got saved again. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah, so what happened was they walked out when they were supposed to be voting, and what that essentially did was they weren't able to have the vote because the Congress people walked out. All right, so now he's saying, well... They staged a walkout. Now they're saying, well, we're not going to pay you, which I guess sounds pretty good. Of course, I saw on Twitter that this was America living under fascism and that he was forcing (laughs) people, uh, refusing to pay them if they didn't come in and vote the way that he wanted, and these were just fascist tactics. And really, I mean, they have a job. They're supposed to show up and vote for things. So let's see what the Daily Wire says about this. After Texas Democrats stalked off the floor of the Texas House Chamber on Sunday night in order to break quorum and prevent the Texas GOP from passing Senate Bill 7, the GOP voting rights bill. Texas Governor Abbott fired back that he would veto the state legislature's budget, thus preventing the members from getting paid. Quote, he said, I will veto Article 10 of the budget passed by the legislature, 
Article 10 funds the legislative branch. No pay for those who abandon their responsibilities. Stay tuned. Now, when you veto the entire Article 10, does that mean the Republicans don't get paid either? Or is it just the people who aren't showing up? That seems like that would be... I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Abbott stated on Monday, I expect legislators to have worked out their differences prior to arriving back at the Capitol Capitol, so they can hit the ground running to pass legislation related to these emergency items and other priority legislation. During the special session, we will continue to advance policies that put the people of Texas first. Among the changes that Senate Bill 7 would implement are stricter mail-in voting requirements, stricter, restrictive, stricter mail-in voting requirements, and the barring of drive-through voting. So no more drive-through voting. Now that one, I don't know about barring drive-through voting. Like, I feel like, I feel like that's, I feel like that's still okay. It might, as long as it's at a precinct or whatever, it's just probably not necessary. So they're going to have to spend resources on doing that. But I think that would be overall a lot faster process. You just have Chick-fil-A run the voting booth and overall it would go. The problem is that they're going to do that. The USPS drive through. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a lot slower. Yeah. He'll wrap around the United States Postal Service. and They got a drive through now. <laughs> so this restrictive measure is just going to make it to where you have to vote like normal. Uh, just so you know. So they. they yeah. This is terrible. It's uh, uh, racist. Yeah. This is, I read another thing about this saying Republicans had no problem with mail-in voting when it was mostly white people doing the mail-in voting. And now that it's, that it's a lot of minorities doing mail-in voting, they don't like it. Now, what they're actually talking about is prior to the pandemic, the only people who did mail-in voting were older people who, and sick people or people who couldn't make it to the polls. People who ate their food for Meals on Wheels. So you had older people. And maybe mostly white, who knows, that were, do, that were doing the mail-in voting because you didn't qualify for the mail-in voting if you were someone who could make it to the polls. And also, most people before the pandemic didn't mail-in vote. Yeah. Because yeah. there wasn't a pandemic. But they're only doing it now out of racism. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, Restrictions. Restriction. Restrictive. <laughs> Republican State Representative Briscoe Kane, who carried the bill in the House... And yeah, carried the bill in the house. That must have been a hard job carrying it into the house. I bet it was heavy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed that some members decided to break quorum. We all know what that meant. I understand why they're doing it, but we all took an oath to Texans that we would be here to do our jobs. Restrictive. (laughs) Uh, Republican Senator Brian Hughes told KLTV last night, some of our Democratic colleagues in the house left. We all took an oath to be here. And to be here and cast these votes and represent our constituents, win or lose, I've won some, I've lost some, but we stay here and we fight it out. And so we were disappointed to see them do that. And so the governor is calling us back and he's doing the right thing. Election integrity, accessibility, security, making our elections are working right, make sure our elections are working right. It's fundamental to our democracy and we're not going to let national headlines or even half-truths from the White House keep us from doing the right thing. Mm-mm-mm. You know, yeah. Whataburger must have been running a special that night. Mm-hmm. I had me some Whataburger. It's so <laughs> good. Uh, so, overall, I would agree with what Abbott is talking about doing, which is, hey, if you're going to refuse to do your job, we're not going to pay you for the job. Kind of like the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of mm-hmm. like anyone who even refuses. Even though your mom's a teacher. Yeah. I, I support still- it. That's fine. Still hold true to your principles. My mom doesn't like the teachers' unions. She's been screwed over by them more ways than one. <laughs> two. In two ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> At least. At least two that, ways. That we know of. Yeah. Okay. 
So no, this is uh, this is obviously uh, just out of racism and restriction and not wanting people to vote and all that, mm. all the fascism and any kind of bad isms that you can think of. That's that's what this is, Texas. Yep. Just and, like Murray says right here, insubordinate and churlish. Mm-hmm. That's what Abbott that's what said actually afterwards. Yeah. yeah. All right, you got the next one here. A B bot from Forbes. I a, thought this was A B bot. I might be moving to West Virginia. Mm, I saw this too. I still think Ohio has the best one. Oh, it's good, but I mean, this is pretty good. This is good. I saw someone um, who quote tweeted this and said, uh, "Damn it, they figured out the cheat code." (laughs) (laughs) This is gonna work. I'm telling you, it's gonna work. From Forbes, West Virginia. Now, now they don't just have moonshine out there in those crazy mountains. They're gonna give away guns as COVID nineteen vaccine incentive. I bet Democrats' heads are exploding. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are you going to be giving guns to all these white supremacists out there to get their vaccines? We don't need them to get the vaccines, white power. Which, by the way, guns are on. They're going up. I can't believe I I bought. Well, allegedly, I bought my AR. And like literally four days later, the price had almost doubled. Yeah. It's it's insane. I can't even buy one now. It's too expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can just buy AMC stock and I hope I get enough to get a gun someday. (laughs) That's it. All right, as states throughout the U.S. launch campaigns to try and convince residents to get the COVID-19 vaccine, that still impresses me, by the way. you got to convince people to get a vaccine that is supposed to keep you from getting the disease that's so terrible. Yeah. And people aren't doing it. And all the I other... Feel like that, I feel like the market's saying something. Like the movies I've seen where they had some type of an outbreak, the people were rushing to get that vaccine. They were fighting each other, fighting killing each, each other, other over yeah. the, you know, the, the, especially the T-virus and Resident Evil, you had to get the antidote. <laughs> yeah. You know, with million dollar lotteries, college scholarships, free beer and amusement park tickets, tickets topping the list. West Virginia has come up with the lottery scheme all its own, giving the newly vaccinated the chance to win not just money, but rifles and shotguns. I'm telling Um, you, if I lived in West Virginia, I would rethink it. The state will give away five custom hunting rifles. Now, you can't use these in mass shootings. These are only for hunting. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, that was a joke, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been a terrible joke, but it was it's but distinguished it's okay. as a hunting rifle. Okay. And five custom shotguns through its lottery. And the drawings uh, taking place on June 20th for Father's Day. How nice. Mm. How nice. Sorry that it didn't happen for the mothers, but I know <laughs> mothers shoot too, but you know, fathers like to go hunting. There will be a series of lottery drawings taking place weekly from June 20 through August 4. For which any West Virginian who's received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine will be eligible to register. Hmm. The lottery will also give one resident $1 million, as other states have done, along with prizes like full-ride scholarships, custom trucks, and lifetime hunting and fishing licenses. (laughs) We know what they do out in West Virginia. (laughs) In addition to its lottery, West Virginia has also given away $100 in savings bonds or gift cards to everyone ages 16 to 35 in the state who is fully vaccinated. $100 savings bonds. Mm. That's like what they should threaten people with if they don't get the vaccine. That's going to be worth $20 by the time it matures. (laughs) If you don't get the vaccine, we're going to give you a $100 savings bond. There you go. That's your incentive right there. I do see AMC's moving up. It's close to 70 right now, so that's pretty good. Mm -mm -mm. I do like that. Let me tell you what. Mm -mm -mm. I don't know, man. I mean, here's the deal. They're still going to use other people's money that they took by force mm-hmm. but as far as ideas go would this make you consider if you weren't going to get a vaccine would you would it make you think about it i mean i'm already going to get one because i have to to travel but i would definitely 
since I was already going to go get one, yeah. I would for sure go get one in time. Let's speculate in the Discord what they would do to try and get women to get the vaccine. Since this is a sexist thing they're doing on Father's Day. All right, everyone, let's uh, piss some people off. Let's go. <laughs> While you're doing that, we'll move over to the next. Not saying that women don't like guns. I'm just saying they're doing this on Father's Day, obviously yeah. trying to target. The, the, maybe they'll their guarantee male equal pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they guarantee equal pay to anyone that gets the vaccine <laughs> oh my god i'm terrible i'm so terrible oh man that's good oh ceo pay jokes i got jokes for days just in case oh, my lady just really trying to piss people off today you know just in case my lady listens to this one. all right it's a C- joke ceo pay rises to 12.7 million dollars even as the pandemic ravages the economy so CEO pay on average went up last year in 2020. And well, let's talk about why you should be mad about this. Mm. And then we'll talk about why you shouldn't to maybe some actual solutions for this. I don't know. For Market Watch. By which the is, way, I just want people to know that all the small businesses that went out of business, and maybe I'm jumping on the gun on this, by the way, they may not classify, the owners may not classify themselves as CEOs, but they're still CEOs. They are. And now they don't have a business. People... It's gone. Are you doing the Biden thing? The business is gone. They don't have a business anymore. So how many CEOs lost their jobs? Probably a good amount of CEOs lost mm. their jobs, I would mm. say. Considering 40% of restaurants close permanently? Anyway, read on. <laughs> From MarketWatch, as COVID-19 ravaged the world last year, CEOs' big pay packages seem to be under as much threat as everything else. Fortunately for those CEOs, many had boards of directors willing to see the pandemic as extraordinary event beyond their control. Across the country, boards made changes to the intricate formulas that determine their CEO's pay and other moves that help make up for losses created by the crisis. As a result, pay packages rose yet again last year for the CEOs of the biggest companies, even though the pandemic sent the economy to its worst quarter on record and slashed corporate profits around the world. We'll talk about why this would actually happen. What is the CEO's pay based off of? And what would that look like from 2020? The median pay package for a CEO at an S&P 500 company hit 12.7 million in 2020. What's the S&P's gain for 2020? I'm not going to say loss, but mm. I think it's up. Okay. Yeah. According, it ended up being up. Yeah, they're talking about CEO pay for S&P 500 companies. Hit 12.7 million in 2020, according to data analyzed by these different people that analyze data. That means half the CEOs in the survey made more and half made less. It's 5% more than the median pay for that same group of CEOs in 2019. So 5% more is what is what it went up. And an acceleration from the 4.1% climb in last year's survey. <laughs> God. Meanwhile, you know, well, I'll just go ahead and get into this now. When you're going through a really, really terrible time economically and there's crazy things going on that could that could throw all these businesses out of business, how important do you think it would be to make sure that you have a bright and competent person running the corporation? Do you think it becomes less important? To maybe get you through the hard times. Or do you think it becomes more important to have the, the best person possible running well, your company? They could just hire anybody. Yeah, you just hire anybody to run a to run a large corporation. So we'll get into to more of that here in a second, but just keep that in mind. Meanwhile, regular workers also saw gains, but not the same as their bosses, and millions of others lost their jobs. 
Wages and benefits for all workers outside the government rose just 2.6% last year. By the way, they're comparing wages and benefits and they're not talking about, but they're only talking about compensation basically for CEOs since that's where most of the CEO pay comes from. And workers make their money from wages because that is what workers prefer because they need the money right now. They don't really care as much about the stock options. Those are a great benefit but most of them are not going to take all of their pay based on stock options like most CEOs do. Amazon workers used to like that. They used to, but then they wanted that guaranteed they got that 15. Guaranteed 50 uh, $15 an hour. Yep, yep, yep. That's according to U.S. government data that ignore the effect of workers shifting between different industries. It's an important distinction because more lower wage earners lost their jobs as the economy shut down than professionals who could work from home. Quote, this should have been a year for shared sacrifice, said Sarah Anderson who directs the Global Economy Project at the Left Leaning Institute for Policy Studies. Instead, it became a year of shielding CEOs from risk while it was the frontline employees who paid the price. So why would they pay the price? Here's the thing, going back to what we said just a second ago, when you have a year like last year, when you have that going on, do you think it's more important or less important that you have a really, really good person, the best person possible that you could possibly pay for? running your company because there's only so many companies that are using the S&P 500. So there's 500 companies in that. Yeah. Okay. So there's going to be of the best performing companies out there. Let's talk about the best companies (laughs) in the country and not the other 20 million of them that we're not going to talk about real quick. Um, But when you have these best companies, well, they all need the best CEOs possible to run their companies. So there's only going to be 500 CEOs out there for the S&P 500 companies. All right. That's it. So what do you think ends up happening when there are just, say, 500 companies bidding for what's more than probably 500 people and they all want to get the best CEOs possible in their companies and you're going through a crazy year where you don't have the distribution, you don't have all the shipping, you don't have the the imports and the exports that you used to have. Do you need a better CEO or a worse CEO? Do you need to make sure you keep your really good CEO or are you okay with letting them go and getting someone who isn't as good? Which one do you want? Yeah. Now, when it comes to a worker, because that's the thing, they'll go somewhere else. That's for a company willing to pay them that much money. They will. There's only 500 companies there and they're all going to be bidding up the prices on people trying to get the best CEOs possible. Okay. And then the other thing is they're using the S&P 500, which by the way, the S&P 500 still ended the year up pretty good last year. Okay. They still ended the year up. I know there was a really big dive, but it still moved up over the, over the beginning of the year. And a lot of these CEOs take their pay based on what the company's stock is doing. And so when you're talking about the S&P 500 and people's pay going up and you're using people who get their pay based on their compensation, based on what the stocks are performing at, well, yeah, they were probably able to uh, get, to get more money. The market went up. Mm-hmm. What, what else do you think is going to happen? So why would the workers pay the price? The workers pay the price because unfortunately, I don't want to offend anyone, but workers are interchangeable most of the time. You can exchange them for other workers at most jobs and you're not going to see a big difference. Whereas a CEO, you are going to notice a really big difference when you exchange your CEO for a different CEO. I don't know what the return policy is on a CEO, but if you end up returning your CEO and getting a new one, you could see a really big difference. Whereas someone who's running... uh, just say the cash register, you're not going to see a massive difference between one person or the next. I know that some people are better at their jobs and they do do a lot better, but the people that are towards the bottom are more interchangeable and the CEOs are not. So that's why the CEOs are going to be able to demand higher pay and the people that were needing jobs are not 
going to be able to demand higher pay. And it's just so from basic. The, from the start of 2020, I just did. I, I came over to the charts to do the math for you. From the start of 2020, uh, when the pandemic started, the S and P lost 32.6 percent. But at the end of 2020, it still finished up for the whole year, 15 percent. Yeah, it's pretty good. 15 percent gains for the entire year. That's for the beginning of 2020 to the end of 2020. And imagine if you bought that bottom down there. Mm, yeah. That's a good gain. Yeah, let me let me see what the gains are. If only you bottom. had someone on a podcast telling you exactly what the bottom of the market was going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you would have bought the bottom of the S&P in 2020, you would have 70% gains. It's a pretty good gain. By the end of 2020. Now, it's 100% since then. Mm-hmm. It keeps Literally. going up. Uh, and then they got to throw in the last paragraph of the article. The AP's compensation study included pay data for CEOs and S&P 500 companies who have served at least two full fiscal years at their companies, which filled proxy statements between these dates. It doesn't include some highly paid CEOs who don't fit that criteria. These pay figures for CEOs sometimes include grants of stock and options that they may never ultimately receive unless they hit certain performance targets. So included in the numbers, by the way, are, is Stock and options are, they haven't even received. stock options that the CEOs might not have received and may never receive. Okay, They and only get them if the company does well, which is the incentive to keep that CEO on through a pandemic to figure out how to uh, navigate the company through the trials and tribulations and ultimately become better on the other side. They do the same thing. They're doing the same thing that they did. It always reminds me of what they did with Elon Musk. I looked up who the highest paid CEOs one year were. And it was like all these people making 20, 30 million dollars. And then Elon Musk was number one at 2.1 billion dollars. And I was like, holy crap, that's a lot. And the thing is, he hadn't made that money yet. Now, he's made that money since then because Tesla's stock price went insane. Good Lord. (laughs) Good Lord, it went insane. But what they were including was an options package that Elon Musk was given if Tesla's stock price held above or if their market cap held above a certain level. And they included that in his pay, even though he had not received it yet. And they're doing the same thing in these statistics right now. Of course they So are. we don't even know what the actual numbers are because they're including options that people may never receive. For 500 of the best companies in all of For America. the S&P 500. That's unbelievable. Ugh. All right, there you go. Oh, I just love... It's uh, it's restrictive. <laughs> it's white supremacist racism. and It's capitalism. Tyrannical capitalism. Yep. Tyrannical free market unfettered capitalism this is tyrannical this is unfeathered fascism right here at its best here's some good news for you folks out there especially good news story libertarians uh this coming from cnbc amazon backs federal bill to legalize marijuana and adjust its drug testing policy for some workers how about that huh Amazon has thrown its weight behind federal legislation to legalize marijuana and pledging to no longer screen some of its workers for the drug. In a blog post Tuesday, Amazon's consumer boss, Dave Clark, said the company supports the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, M-O-R-E, MORE Act, the MORE Hmm. Act. Reintroduced in the House late last month, the MORE Act would decriminalize cannabis at the federal level expunge criminal records and invest in impacted communities this would be huge Mm -hmm. this would be huge and i hope they do it to now to trust kamala harris and joe biden i don't know but quote we hope that other employers will join us and that policymakers will act swiftly to pass this law 
Amazon said it would adjust its corporate drug testing policy for some of its workers. The company will no longer include marijuana in its drug screening program for any positions not regulated by the Department of Transportation. So as long as you ain't driving a truck, can't be high driving a truck. And that would be because the Department of Transportation would have the Mm. regulations over that. Exactly. Quote, in the past, like many employers, we've disqualified people from working at Amazon if they tested positive for marijuana use. However, given where state laws are moving across the U.S., we've changed course. That's good news. It's great news. And Maybe we might see it in our lifetimes. I think folks. I think we will see it in our lifetimes. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't I personally don't like marijuana. I have allegedly tried it multiple times and it just not for me. Mm. It's not for me. Maybe you didn't have the right kind. But I I think that it's a wonderful wonderful herb. <laughs> I do. For many people, it works wonders. All kinds of and the, great benefits. I have friends of mine that that have uh, like sleepy gummies. Yeah, and they just pop a gummy and literally go right to sleep, and they get the best sleep of their lives. It's I've a, heard that it has that effect. It's amazing. By the way, before we get to the next one, Workhorse just hit fourteen dollars. Holy in crap! Post market. Wow. Yeah. Given a lot of stock updates in today's episode, which is uh which is interesting because that it has me up 51 percent on workhorse it has now. it has a 50 percent short float Woo! okay so we're, we might see a little okay nice little squeeze that's here. fine mm-hmm. okay um the other thing i was going to say about this is one thing they mentioned is that they hope other employers will join us and that would be a really good thing and what we've seen over this time is that states have been nullifying the federal prohibition on marijuana and now what would be really cool is if the companies now just stop paying attention to it, too. And eventually the government's just going to follow suit on this. That's typically what the government does. They eventually pass the law when the rest of the country has already essentially passed the law without them saying it's OK. Mm-hmm. And then they step in and they say, oh, look, see, we made it legal. And everyone's like, it's already been legal in my state, man, for quite a bit now, mm-hmm. you know. And so that would be a really good thing if you see a lot more employers following suit on that and uh, just overall, you said, you know, you think uh, you think that marijuana is a fine herb. And I know that you agree with this, too, but I don't care if it isn't a fine herb. Do yeah, what that, is, you, that is true. Do what you want. You know, just don't hurt anyone else. Yeah. And if you do hurt someone else, then there are criminal offenses that you could be guilty of if you hurt other people. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to worry about the things that led to you doing that. Just make sure that we know what the criminal penalties are for you doing something that hurts other people. Be like Cheech and Chong. You know, they don't want people misusing drugs. Yeah. So they had them at the show, bring them up to the stage so they can show them how to use them properly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought. Don't misuse your drugs, folks. Okay. All right. I'm going to play a Biden video for you guys real quick. Oh, this is great. This so is... this one is not the one you're thinking of, by the oh, way. Okay. It's a different one. Uh, but we're going to play it real quick. Uh, it's a real quick, like 25 second long video. I'm saving the other one for dumb bleep. Uh, just so you know. So this is one Biden talking about white white supremacy. Okay, and then we're going to talk about how you need to be scared. This is all about getting people scared right mm. now, man. You got to be scared about them them there whites out there. They're going to hurt you. All right, let's see. Let's get the volume right on this. Let's get her going. Mr. Producer, roll Biden must not give hate a safe harbor. As I said in my address to the joint session of Congress, according to the intelligence community, 
Terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not al-Qaeda, white supremacists. That's a joint session of Congress. According to the intelligence community, terrorism from white supremacy <coughs> is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not al-Qaeda, white supremacists. Okay. Now. The homeland. The homeland today. Yeah. So... I did pull up some, uh, you know, some data on this because you got to get a little bit of data when you're going to talk about something. This is all really about making sure people are scared because the data doesn't support you really worrying about white supremacist terrorism really at all. By the way, like you got a, you got a bigger chance of dying from COVID, honestly, than you than you do from any type of white supremacist. Okay, and uh, of course he's uh, talking about it's more dangerous than ISIS and Al Qaeda. We haven't. Uh, we haven't had a terrorist attack of that sort in quite some time. And of course, all the data that we're going to talk about is not going to be pulled from the year 2001 uh, because then the data is pretty clear. Overall, you would have a higher chance of that. But I'm not even saying that you should be scared of that. Okay. What I'm actually saying is you, you really don't need to worry about this when it comes to worrying about death, you know? Yeah. But they're, they're rolling on this white supremacy thing because they've had to do this. This is the way that they're going to be able to, you know, win re-election and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if you saw, we didn't talk about it, but the Republicans blocked the January 6th commission where they were going to do a commission to investigate the January 6th Capitol riot thing, which I think was a good, I don't think we need a commission to investigate that. We've got a Department of Homeland Security. We've got FBI and those people are going to investigate crimes that were committed. And mm. I don't think we need the Congress people spending their time bringing people up, asking them about this or anything like that. So we have lots of video. Got, got plenty of video mm. of all of this happening. And plus, I mean, as far as a loss of life goes, uh, I know people are really upset about uh, some windows being broken at the Capitol. But as far as a loss of life goes, does it actually warrant Congress creating a commission to figure this out when we have so many mass atrocities committed in Chicago every single weekend. But how, <laughs> you know, I mean, how are we going to create more jobs? That's yeah. I mean, there could be some jobs created by this commission. I don't know. These commissions never go away by the way. <laughs> so I just pulled up something from Newsweek and th this isn't super recent, but it does have a, a bit of the rhetoric that we need to understand here. White supremacists killed more Americans than Muslim extremists in recent years. Terrorism report shows white supremacists, have killed about nine times as many Americans as Muslim extremists have during terrorist attacks carried out in the U.S. in recent years, according to a report released Tuesday, Thursday by the National Consortium for the Study of Terrorism in responses to terrorism's global terrorism database. What a name. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. The National Consortium or cons uh, Consortium for the study of terrorism and responses to terrorism's global terrorism database. Yep. Yeah, say, that, say that five times fast. I work at NCSTRTGT. <laughs> you know, get you a job over there. The end report shared the data the GTD collected throughout two, 2019. Oh, just the GTD. Now, is that what it is? Global terrorism database. Mm. Collected throughout 2019 on terrorist attacks carried out in the U.S. and abroad and compared it with information compiled in previous years. The data included the number of attacks reported in each country. Those attacks targets a number of victims. According to the GT, G, G, 
blah, blah, blah. The mass shootings at a shopping center in El Paso, Texas, last August, and at a mosque in Christchurch in New Zealand last March, these are worldwide figures, by the way, are just two high-profile examples of the sharp increase in the lethality of racially and ethnically motivated terrorist attacks. Now, I'm against these terrorist attacks, you know? I'm against all of them. Against death. I don't think any of them should happen, honestly. I don't, I don't think we should have them anymore. Seen in recent years, many of which were motivated by white supremacy, xenophobia, and anti-immigrant beliefs. So they're, they're not just talking about, you know, white, they're, 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 this is all white supremacy, though, obviously. This is one big idea. The report showed the number of victims killed in those specific kinds of attacks nearly tripled in four years, rising from 26 in 2015 to 89 in 2019. <laughs> Meanwhile, they I'm said... Sorry. That's not funny because it's not no 89 and 26 people dying is not funny. Yeah. It's not funny at all, but as a way to die, I know, but we need to be scared about this. We need the president talking about mm. it. We got to make sure that the government's doing something about this. Cause we have to stop this from happening. The GTD said I think more people have died in roller coaster accidents. <laughs> more or people were killed roller, by sharks, <laughs> rollerblading accident. More people have been struck by lightning. <laughs> The GTD said terrorist attacks reported globally had actually declined by 50% since reaching a high of about 17,000 attacks, resulting in 44,000 fatalities in 2014. That Read was the that total. again. They, did, they said that the attacks reported globally had declined by 50%. 50% decline in terrorism attacks. But we need to talk about during that decline, there was one specific subset of terrorist attacks that increased from... 26 per year to 89 inside of these 44,000 fatalities in 2014. Mm. All right, that's what we uh, we need to cover, and that's what everyone needs to be scared about. In the U.S., 64 victims were killed in 34 terrorist attacks by white supremacists and white nationalists between 2015 and 2019, the report showed. The only groups with more deaths attributed to their attacks were jihad-inspired extremists. Jihadi. Jihadi-inspired... Wait. The only groups with more deaths attributed to their attacks were jihadi-inspired extremists. Though the GTD said an anti-government extremist matched the white supremacist fatality numbers. Anti-government extremists. Mm. Got to be worried about that, too. In comparison, the report showed seven people were killed in the U.S. during the same time period as a result of Muslim extremist terrorist attacks. Now, what's the difference between jihadi and Muslim extremists? I'm I'm not exactly sure. I guess it'd be a jihadi and not Muslim. Mm. It could be other types of jihad. You you call a jihad on someone, you put a jihad on someone, and that's when that's that's what happens. Mm. So, guys, the whole point here is that you need to be scared. Okay, mm. uh, you got to make sure that the uh, white supremacists don't take control of our democracy. Okay, and you got to give the government more power. They need to search through everything, of course. And you need to, honestly, every time you go outside the house, you need to be worried that you might be one of the uh, potential uh, dozen or so victims of white supremacist terrorist attacks every single year in the United States. Mm -hmm. Statistically, that's what you should be worried about. That's what I can tell. You know? Mm -hmm. You got anything else? Are you worried now, Charlie? Well, you're not. You're white. Yeah, so you're okay. I'm mostly white as far as I know. So I'm worried because the the anti-Asian hate that's that's going against me and if anyone finds out about my great-grandparents i'm screwed you should put put a a wall around your house i already did yeah yeah i dug a pool around the whole thing too this this kind of stuff is so ridiculous they try they they want so bad to push a certain narrative and again i'm completely against white supremacy um i'm completely 
I condemn wholeheartedly <laughs> white supremacy, xenophobia, white supremacists, the KKK, anybody who thinks their race is superior to another. I condemn all of it. This just racism. Chuck refuses to condemn white supremacy. <laughs> exactly. That's what the news headlines are. But come on, folks. Now, even as you mentioned, like even the, the chances of you dying in a Muslim related terrorist attack is very low. Yeah. I mean, they had, you know, essentially attacked for the most part two buildings mm-hmm. where almost where three thousand people died. Three buildings. Very sad. Yeah. The other one just fell. Well, from a fire. No, I'm talking the Pentagon. Also, oh, that's right. Building. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it classifies as a building. Nobody died in that one, though. Yes. Well, people, people died in the plane. In that. Yeah, and people in the Pentagon. Okay. Yes. Well, see, I don't have my straight mm-hmm. facts. I know. Well, good thing I'm here. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for always I, being I, on the show. That's the part of the almost everything there is to know. Exactly. Right there. But but here's the thing. So it is sad that about 3,000 people died, but but in the grand scheme of ways you can die, there's still not a very high chance <laughs> at all. I mean, I, I guess you know you, you do have a higher chance if you live in a city. We did have a, a bombing here in Nashville. Uh, From a, a very nice, polite bomber, though. Yeah. He let everyone know beforehand. He, exactly. That's yeah. my kind of bomber. <laughs> I don't support the bombing. I'm just saying, if you're going to bomb something, let everyone know you're going to bomb yeah, it first. Tell everyone to evacuate. Give them a warning with a countdown. Yeah, exactly. That's the way the bomb thinks. <laughs> that's, I'm not saying that, that that I want that to happen. I'm saying that that's the best way to bomb. Yeah, you oh, shouldn't bomb anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm but against if, bombing. If we can't convince you not to bomb, you should tell everyone to evacuate. You know, that's, BB King's is still closed, by the way. Is it really? Still closed from that. Yeah. The BB Kings is on Second Avenue, though. That's where the bomb was. Right on Second. Yeah, right on Second. Yeah. In between. Right there. In between First and Third. And um, you know, like between uh, First and Third. (laughs) That's where. I'll check my maps, but I'm pretty sure that's where it it lies. It wasn't on the south side of Broadway. It It was was on on North North Broadway, right by BB Kings and like Wild Horse, and uh, I had some of them places up there. Yeah. Idea. Coyote Um, Ugly shut down. Spaghetti Factory. Mm. Like spaghetti all over the place. (laughs) God, <laughs> I had no idea. What about the melting pot or whatever that place is called? Melted down. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> it's, I don't support the bombing. <laughs> In fact, you don't even need their little deals to to melt the cheese anymore. You can just roast your fondue outside. Anyway, okay. the chances of you dying. What is by life if you can't laugh about a bombing? Any type of terrorist attack is so low. But the fact that they try to use these numbers to generate this fear, what's the. I, I don't remember the old saying of governing by fear or whatever. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> but, but this is what they do. If you just pay attention to these types of things, this is what they try and do. They try and get you with the fear mongering. And this is what you got to be afraid of. And this is why we got to pass all these laws. And this is, like you said, this is why we got to look at your emails and your text messages and your phone calls and make sure these white supremacists go back to hell where they came from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen, brother. Yes. <laughs> all right. That's all I got today. That's, that's it. Go ahead. <laughs> Let's get out of here before it gets any worse. <laughs> I'm allowed to joke about whatever I want. Yeah, that's and true. here's the thing. I'm never yeah. going to apologize. Okay. I live in Nashville. I'm in Nash. Well, I, don't live, I don't live in Nashville. Yeah. I live in the Nashville area. I live in Davidson County. Yeah, you do. So, so you can laugh at the bombing of Davidson <laughs> County if you want to. It is terrible for the people who were there. It is. It is yes. But anyway, if you guys enjoyed today's show, which I know you did, we don't always laugh about bombs, but when we do, <laughs> when we do, 
you know it's going to be the best. So hit that subscribe button. Smash it, as Nate likes to say. Smash that subscribe button. The other day, somebody, um, the new kids apparently are going to are saying, uh, can I smack that? Really? Like if they smack they, that? Like if you want to uh, take a drink or, or, you know, maybe a hit of something or whatever. They just yeah. say, hey, can I smack that? Mm. I didn't know that that was a thing. Huh. So you guys go ahead and smack this podcast. <laughs> yes. Tell your friends to smack that. Tell your friends to smack. Okay. All on the floor. Smack <laughs> that. All right. Tell the children about this show because they need to learn about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's all slamming. It. It's, it is. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then also, you know, leave us that rating and review. We appreciate those. So does the algorithms that help the charts. And if you guys do all of those things, all of them, go to mastermystocks.com, go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, share the show, leave us a rating review, tell the children. And we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Liberty.